but he cut them to the heart. What was he trying to teach us? He was trying to teach us the power of forgiveness. Have you ever been forgiven? I mean really forgiven. I'm not talking about, oh, I bump into Reed in the hall and I say, oh, sorry, Reed. It's, you know, Reed is a big guy. It's hard to get around Reed. And I say, oh, sorry, Reed. And Reed says, no problem. He's such a nice guy. I'm not talking about that kind of forgiveness. I'm talking about on your knees, tears streaming down your face, realizing the hurt that you have done to someone wishing you could turn back heaven and earth to undo what you did. That was the situation this woman was in. And they wanted to give her death. And Jesus wanted to give her forgiveness. I had to ask myself, and this morning I would like you to ask yourself the same question. How long would it have taken me to drop the stone? You see, they didn't all do it at once. The older ones, the ones that, you know, have lived through some life, they dropped theirs first, and eventually they all dropped their stone and walked away. How long would Jeremy have held on to his stone? I don't, I don't really want to know the answer to that question. You see, David, in Psalms 51, after he had committed some heinous acts, he wrote a psalm begging for forgiveness. And in, in, in Psalm 51, he says, you know, God, you don't want sacrifices. You don't want me to try to pay my way out of this sin that I have done. Your offerings are a broken and contrite heart. Jesus broke my heart with this lesson. He helped me realize the role of judge has already been taken and I should be more concerned about helping people repent from their sins and turn to Him than casting judgment. All right, let's move to the second leg of our triple crown this morning. You don't have to go very far in your Bibles if you're following along. We're going to stay right there in John chapter 8. He's having a discussion with some of the political or religious leaders of the day, and he's trying to drive some truth home to them. And in this one, He's just very blunt and straightforward about it. But he tells them something really powerful. He tells them that the devil is the father of lies, was a liar from the beginning. When he speaks a lie, he speaks his own. Now, they, they just... We're, we're, took this more as an insult to them because he later goes on to tell them that, that, that they belong to the, fa to the father of lies and not to the father of creation. But Christ makes a huge point for us. Our enemy is a liar. Everything that he is going to tell us is going to be some sort of a lie. And that is a powerful kind of know your enemy, wait a minute, you know, if I'm struggling with something here, if it ain't in God's word, it's a lie. And I know what the devil's trying to do. And like the man in the picture here, the devil knows if you believe the truth, Jesus said it will set you free. 
There's nothing the devil can do to stop someone from being saved by Christ. He, he cannot undo what happened on that cross. The only thing he can do is have us trick ourselves and believe a lie and draw our prison. So this morning, it's so important for us to realize what Christ is telling us. The devil is a liar. And he is lying to us today. Now, I don't know what lie he's telling you. I know one he tries to tell me all the time. And it's tricky. He's not stupid. He tries to tell me I will never be good enough and I should give up. He's half right. I never will be good enough for the love of Christ. But he is an absolute liar saying that I should give up. And the devil doesn't just whisper in our ear. He has the entire culture lying for him. Our society is telling us all kind of lies today. Marriage is open to whatever you want to make it. You can, you can be a boy, you can be a girl. It can change by day. It, complete and utter lies. But he's, he's trying to get you to believe them. Because if you believe them, that's the only power he can have. You trap yourself. So I don't know what lie he's trying to tell you, but I know Jesus gave us the devil's battle plan and said whatever he's telling you, it is a lie and don't believe it. Hold to the truth of God and it will set you free. Let's go to our third and final jewel of the triple crown of the book of John. This one comes from John 13. This is another example of not only the point that Jesus taught, but how he taught it are unbelievable. He's there with his apostles. He's closer to the end of his ministry. He's gotten pretty famous. He's done some amazing things. I mean, the, you know, this is a big deal. He, they see him already as somebody special and to be elevated, and they're gathered together for this supper, and what does he do? Does he just listen to them, tell them how amazing he is? Tell me more stories about, you remember that time where I performed this miracle, I performed that miracle? Mm -mm. He humbles himself. He takes off his outer garments and he gets a bowl of water and he goes to each one of them and washes their feet. And he tells them, you call me good, you call me master, that's right. Don't, don't get confused. You're 100% you're correct, but look at what I have done for you. I want you to go and do likewise. He gave them a powerful lesson in humility and in sincere kindness. And I want you to think about in your own life, you ever been around somebody that's the opposite of the way Jesus was with his humility and his kindness? You ever been around somebody that just thought they were way better than you and they looked down on you? You ever seen how that person affected a room? Do people walk away from interactions with that person feeling better, feeling loved? But think about Jesus. How did those apostles feel after 
this person that they looked up to, this person that they knew was something special, did this kindness for them. And I can't stress the sincerity aspect enough. He didn't do it because there were going to be photo ops and it would get put on a newspaper and people would say, oh, he's, you know, look how charitable he is. He did it because he loved them. I'll tell you a quick personal example. In high school, one of my summer jobs, when the uh, square bells kind of dried up and everybody's doing round bells, I made a career shift into sealing driveways. And one day, we were sealing a, a driveway of someone special to me, my, my grandmother. And while we were out on that driveway sealing it, and you, you can't seal driveways when it's cold, it's gotta be hot. And you imagine standing on asphalt uh, and working for hours at a time. Uh, in the middle of the day. Well, while doing that, she comes out with a glass of lemonade. I, I, I will tell you, best lemonade in the entire world. Don't know that it really was, but that is what it tasted like because it was kindness. I sold a lot of driveways, and she didn't do that just because her grandson was out there. I, I guarantee you she would do it for anybody that was working in, in her yard. I sold a lot of driveways and it was few and far between where somebody would show such a small act of kindness. But I can tell you how me and my buddies that I was working with, how we felt after that because it was sincere and it was humble and it was kind. So Christ is telling us that's the business that we are in. And so I had to ask myself, how am I being a servant? How am I being kind and showing my love for Christ by following his example. And I think there's some opportunities for me to do more there. Because what Christ is teaching us, if we aren't able to humble ourselves and show love and kindness to somebody else, what we're do really doing is showing God the only person I care about is myself. What a powerful lesson he taught by his actions. And now this morning as we close, I just want to draw us back to the, to the main point here. These are just three examples. We don't have enough time to go through all the wisdom that he taught us, but it is such an encouragement to know our faith is not based on the scientific method, is not based on something that changes, you know, a hundred years ago we believe something completely different. It's not based on the culture we are in. It is based on unearthly supernatural wisdom of God Almighty. And I hope this lesson has been beneficial to you. I hope it is, has been an encouragement to your faith and a reminder of how awesome our God is. And thinking about God our Father and kind of drawing back to where we started on Father's Day, I just want to ask honestly, sincerely, out of love, how is your relationship with your heavenly father maybe you need a little open heart surgery this morning maybe you, you've, you've found some opportunities that you need to do some things differently maybe you, you need to let judgment go you need to stop believing a lie that the devil is telling you to try to poison your mind and hold you back from fully and completely serving your master Maybe you want to serve more. Or maybe you don't have a relationship with him yet. And I, you know, 
Have you ever realized how, no matter how old we get, we still want the acceptance and the approval of our fathers? You do something good, first person you want to tell is your dad. You want to share that with them and make sure you're making them happy. You ever wonder why that is? That's the human condition. Acts 17 tells us he wants us to seek him. He wants us, and I just picture that reaching up to him like the little kids do to, to their fathers. Let me share the best news ever with you. If you don't have a relationship with him, he is offering his acceptance, his love and his forgiveness today. If you will know his son, if you will believe in his son, if you will love his son, repent of your sins, confess his name and be baptized, you can have his love and acceptance today. Don't put it off. Don't lie to yourself. You know, young people, he will lie to you and say, you can wait till you get older to try to be a Christian. You got that feeling in the pit of your stomach. You know you're not in Christ. You know what that old devil will do to you when you get in your late 20s. Then he'll tell you it's too late. You're too far gone. You're too bad. Don't believe the lies. Whatever your need is this morning, if you can let us know while we stand and sing.